0: Look, the fire's coming. Are you ready for the fire? We're firemen. Okay. We are firemen! Got it, cool. The heat doesn't bother us. We live in the heat. We train in the heat. Yeah, let's go. It tells us that we're ready. We're at home. We're where we're
1: supposed to be. Yeah. First off when I say thanks coach. thanks coach Working hard doesn't mean bankroll But aim for the box for the bank though uh. Pad to pen, yeah take note God at the helm, we in the same boat The gain requires all the pain though No slack, practice never cancel. Yeah. Learn how to ball, yeah. coach when I fall uh. Lesson is learned
2: You're listening to Thanks Coach With your host Darnell Samuels
1: Man, I was so mad at Coach Nicky for cutting me from the rep team and sending me down to the house league. Back in the day, house league coaching wasn't the best, but God had mercy on my game and he sent me Coach Alvin Noel. He taught me how to be disciplined in all the fundamentals of basketball, triple threat, form shooting, and a whole lot of stretching. I can still hear him saying now, you're too tight, you need to be flexible. There's a calm seriousness about him that's intimidating. We met when I was 14, and his sayings have stuck with me till this day. I've had the privilege of playing for him and coaching alongside him in Kingdom Athletics. He's been coaching so long, guys I've coached have been coached by him. Playing alongside Alvin's little brother Brad taught me about passing down the blessing of the game to the next generation. It's Noel
3: season, baby.
1: Welcome, Coach Alvin. Yes, Darnell. It's been a hot minute, brother.
3: It's been a minute. Been a <laughs> minute. You know how these things goes. Yeah, around. yeah,
1: yeah. It's life, man. Okay, so my first question for you is: How and where did you learn the game?
3: How and when? Early '90s. Malton. Westwood. Oh, you went to Westwood. That's what's up. Oh before it became um Lincoln Alexander. Okay. Okay, how was that? Lots of fun. Yeah. Um that's when I started grade 9.
1: So, uh what made Westwood cuz I remember hearing stories about Westwood um growing up, but how how what made Westwood special?
3: Oh, well, What made Westwood special for me wasn't necessarily Westwood, it was Malton. It was the environment that was having really elite players that we could look up to in Malton. Mm
0: -hmm.
3: When you think of how small Malton is and how Malton was so significant in basketball in the early 90s, early to mid 90s, it's incredible. Right, nothing short of incredible. So, that's what I would attribute to. I guess that Westwood dynasty. Mm-hmm. You know, Sherman Hamilton, Walker Jerome. You know, even before that, you know, we had some some ballers in Malta, Bobby Allen.
0: Oh yeah, okay, Bobby <laughs> right. Allen. Okay, that's
3: yeah. So, right. a lot of lot of really really talented players like. Sherman played on the national team.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, I saw him every day. You know, I saw him work.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I got to sit down and watch him work. Offense and defense.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Right. In high school, practicing really, really deep threes. <laughs> that mm-hmm. made no sense then, but I understood it after a little while. But crossover half, you know, one, two dribbles, I'm pulling up. That was significant back then. Because there was no Steph Curry's around, mm-hmm. but he was practicing these things. So, yeah, that's all of that was a recipe. Mm-hmm. So, so that was the environment you grew up in. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. And you're hooping with those guys, I guess. Hooping with them, learning, learning. You know, after them, if you will, right? Watching mm-hmm. them. Like I said, I came in in grade nine. You know, I ran my minutes playing defense. And doing doing all of that, whatever Mm -hmm. needed to be done, I'm Mm -hmm. that glue. But it was more it was more of like I said, it was a lot of fun. While was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. It wasn't necessarily the regimen that these kids are on now. We played, Mm
0: -hmm.
3: but then we went home. Mm -hmm. We didn't train. You know these kids now. They play. They go home and then they train, Mm -hmm. and they train all year round. It seems.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: So, I don't know if that will negatively impact their experience, but for me, high school was a blast in terms of the competitive um, nature of the game and learning the game, and mm-hmm. just just bonding with with the Them, and them. Mm-hmm. And that aspect was was incredible.
1: Mm-hmm. So, like, how did you get started? Because uh, I I know you coach now, but like, how did you? because your your style of coaching is definitely uh, like you you know what you're talking about so you're you come across as a a trainer so
3: how did that start with you training uh yeah 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 that's a tricky one but I think it was first person I trained would be my my younger brother Mhm right I remember he Brad. Was a, yeah how, how old was Brad? He was 11. He was 11 when we started, you know. mm mm-hmm. Mhm I'd moved out, came back, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, saw him, he needed, you know, so, so he wanted to play ball. And then we went at it for about four years where I worked with him for mm-hmm. four years. And, yeah, and it, it kind of started from there.
1: What, so, like, you know, everybody knows Brad, but Brad Archer. And I know, <laughs> I know me first, when I first met Brad, I was shocked how good he was. <laughs> <laughs> like I thought, I you know I thought I was good. I was in my old little world, and Brad's younger than me. But everybody, anybody, if you ask anybody about Brad, everybody would be like, yo, "Yo, Brad." Especially you know, because you know when you're young, uh, there's there, you can create more separation for those who actually work on their game and those who don't. And it was night and day with Brad. Uh, so what was he? Was he? What was he? Did he? Did he want
3: hoops or what? Did he want a hoop? Well, Brad is interesting. I remember him being thirteen. working together, you know, really working, really working. I'm talking,
0: mm-hmm.
3: as I mentioned prior, a lot of kids, you know, they play ball, but then they go home and then they train. Mm-hmm. So my brother, you know, he was he was it was benefit of that. He benefited of that. He mm-hmm. came early out, benefited, putting in that work. Mm-hmm. Right, So a lot of the things that you speak about, I remember watching it. I was coaching. Right? That's kind of how I started coaching, too, just volunteering.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And yeah, he's putting in work at, against older guys. But I remember him at 13 going up to Sheridan College. And I'm not going to call no names, but <laughs> at the time, the starting point guard of Sheridan College was in the gym.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And he's 13. And dude tried to pick him up full court and he put in work like boom, 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 boom. Like it was, it was, it was really impressive, mm-hmm. right? He, I think the game went up to eleven. He probably scored six out of eleven points, mm-hmm. and that's with, or that's against, you know, the starting guard, <laughs> we yeah, in college. So I don't know exactly what that was. If it was an aberration, if you will, but he, we will yeah, he was composed at thirteen in, in certain regards.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when I. Started playing house league when I was fourteen. So it was so you were my coach. At when I was fourteen, playing house league. So it was me, Moose, mm-hmm. Claude, mm-hmm. Rowan. I don't remember if you remember Rowan. I,
3: I kind of remember Rowan. At least I remember the name. Yeah, because his brother, his brother, his brother, his
1: brother was the assistant with you. His brother was a, was, was the assistant with time. you. He yeah, and mm-hmm. then and then Brad, and of course, so like, uh, it's funny. When I, um, you know, like I said, like, like I thought I was good, you know, and I've always been that way. I've always been a confident person. I'm like, all right, cool. You know, I'm just going to come on this team, run point, do my thing. (laughs) Then Brad, yo, I know I was looking for Brad and Brad was just like lightning quick, like just from point A to point B. Like he was, he was very good at, you know, if he got a rebound or if he got an outlet, yeah, he was just like a ping pong ball. You know, he dribbled one direction and just changed direction. Yeah, just changed so direction. explosive. Yeah, just the change of direction was incredible. I was just right. like, okay, no, nah, I can't do
3: that. <laughs> I'm clearly moving to the wing. The thing about the thing about my brother, yeah, his 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 one two, yeah, stop and pop, one two, change the direction, incredible. Yeah, right, it was incredible. Yeah,
1: and that, and that's what he was always known for. Um, that's what he was always known for. Unfortunately. <laughs> yes.
3: Yeah. <so. laughs> right.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so, what do you remember about those days?
3: Well, I remember, remember, I said I worked with my brother for about four years, and then life life called me elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And then I was off again, and I wasn't really around as I needed to be, or, you know, just life happens. But then I popped back up a couple of years later. Mm-hmm. And that's when you, you know you were still on the scene, but you were Josh now.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. I knew I knew of Josh, and mm-hmm. I knew that you know that lineage. So my brother comes home and he's like, "Yo, yo, yo! You should you should come you should come check it out. Yo, we're pretty good." Mm-hmm. I'm like yo, get out of here, man. You know, mm-hmm. like you know, playing with him. He's like, "Yo, seriously, you should come through, mm-hmm. right?" He goes, "Yo, I'm telling you, all right." I'm like, "All right." I'm there next practice, and I remember walking in the gym, and I just had to step back for a moment. I just mm-hmm. couldn't believe Josh had all this talent mm-hmm. in 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 the gymnasium at the time.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Like, I remember I swore, Yeah, I said to you, yeah. like, it's like five or six pros in here. Like, there's like five or six pros in but, here.
1: It's it's weird though, Alvin, because like you know, I'm. You know, again, I guess part of it. You know, I was I was in the moment and I was on the team and I was running with the guys and, you know, Coach Phil and other coaches said the same thing that we were really good and that there were really good guys there. Um, but I guess I guess well, for me being in the moment, I'm not noticing anything special. It's just a normal team.
3: No, no, that that was not normal. It's mm. it's it's I don't know if the, these things happen. More, more frequently than, than we, you know, we, we we really know of, but mm-hmm. sort of like the Malton scenario, mm-hmm. right? To me, that's what, sort of what it was because I tell you, like, there was a five, six pros in that gym.
1: What guys would you say?
3: <laughs> I remember, you know, in my head, I had Sef- Sefton as number one, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, him. Sharon was a close two.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Sharon was incredibly talented as well. Mm-hmm. Um... Bi didn't really emerge till he, a bit I thought I, I thought, thought
1: Bibby was a was a late bloomer, yeah, that's what I'm trying to say yeah. like at
3: the time, Bibi didn't really emerge, mm-hmm. but I remember walking away saying that guy telling Josh that guy's number one, he's number two, three, four, five, right, mm-hmm. and it was a lot of guys, there was a lot of guys, yeah, right? yeah, right and and biggie right yeah biggie biggie did not fully emerge though until. Later on, when I worked with him, I had the opportunity to work with him and, and mm-hmm. seeing his limitations, right? Mm-hmm. Got him in shape. Mm-hmm. You know, we worked for about a couple months, like I told you. Yeah. And yeah, rehab his body, got him in shape, and kind of gave him a little a little skill set, if you will. Mm-hmm. And then realized the magnitude of his talent, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if Biggie were to be in a, you know, a stable, let's say, situation, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? He's yeah. number one. Yeah, Yeah, he's the number one guy. He's the number one guy. Yeah. I'm sorry, Sefton. Sorry, Sharon. Sorry, (laughs) Bibi. None of you guys, right? None of you guys. Yeah. Uh,
1: And I I, I think they would all, I think they would agree as well. I'm not sure. I'm
3: not sure, but I would love to have this conversation (laughs) with them. You can feel free to reach out to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what Alvin says.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, no, totally. No, I I agree with you. Uh, Yeah, because you also mentioned Sharon and... You know, I think well,
3: incredible talent. I, I don't know, man. It's dude weird was be- strong. because like, dude was, I'm telling you, listen. If one uh, kind of, you know, maybe if you had that big bro to kind of, you know, whisper one mm-hmm. or two in his ears,
0: mm-hmm.
3: in this day and time right now, mm-hmm. it, you know, he's 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 like going to the league. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, he, well, he's
1: his, the he's the best player, um, I have ever played with, and I was I was shocked. And you know, as a, as a hooper, you know, you try not to get too excited about things but every game and practice I was playing with him like that was my first time actually meeting him but yeah every time he just had me in awe just the physical, yeah. his ability to explode from point A yeah. to point B. And
3: being a lefty at that like, like, and just glide like yeah. like even like
1: his his jumping ability is like a gliding. Mm-hmm. It's a gliding Incredible thing athlete. he does. Incredible. Athlete. And then when he, and when he gets to the rim, it's just an explosion of power. Listen,
3: I walk in the gym oh, and I see this God. fool. I see I see I am like, What's going on? Dude's like hanging up the rims. Right. Oh, and, man. And, and and they were, you guys were so young. Right? Yeah. I I think it was like 14.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, 16, 16, 16 17, 16? 16, 17.
3: No, 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 no. When I walked in the gym, you guys weren't 17. Oh, okay. Well, it was probably,
1: right? okay.
3: But yeah, so I, I saw I saw a lot of talent, man.
1: Yeah, you see the talent and and the growth of guys. And I guess because you've been coaching for a long time. So it's helpful to see the the development of guys. Because, you know, like, yeah, you saw, you know, Brad as a child. Now he's a grown man. Moose is a child, a grown man. Mm-hmm. Uh so you know, you're seeing a lot of development. So now that you okay, so what right now you you ha- you have a program? Yes. And uh, what's it called?
3: NBA Collective.
1: Okay. And what what's your role there?
3: Well, I'm the founding member of NBA Collective.
1: Okay. And so what's so what do you what do you guys I mean, of course you guys hoop, but why why did you want to start that?
3: Well, that was interesting. Um, initially, I just wanted me and my friends to have a gym to where we can come and play. And then in turn, the next generation will, will be the gym that uh, They will, you know, and they will learn the game with us and through us. That was, that was sort of my, my, my little idea. Right. So that's why it was called a collective. It's just a collection, right? Just people coming in and mm-hmm. it's a vibe, if you will.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That that's interesting. You put it that way. Um, so initially, it just started out as a run, or
3: well, that was the interest, right? That was my initial interest in mm-hmm. terms of okay, but life at the time we weren't yet situated, or my 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 my, my guys weren't situated to where we all have kids, and, and we, you know we have that time to come. Mm-hmm. You know, so you kind of started okay, okay. So that's not it yet you have this thing you want to teach you want to you got a love for the game mm-hmm. right and then I volunteered my time right and through that after that after volunteering my time and you know kind of feeling it out a bit and seeing what it is and then okay I just wanted to train I just gave him just to train mm-hmm. it wasn't about running a program like I said it was just I kind of wanted to kind of okay mm-hmm. so let's start training now we started the whole training thing did that you know how, how was that how was that with the kids with the training that was really good for me I, I really enjoyed it that was early out you know before I say the waters became murky if you will but it was just like working with kids like Biggie mm-hmm. right? and just, just that's what I was doing you know, I, I got an opportunity to work with Sefton as well mm-hmm. so you kind of you kind of do that and kind of go from there and just kind of branched off mm-hmm. from training and then training kids and they're like, well, you know, we want, you know, we want to play for you. So it's like, well, you got to register with OBA, You got to do this. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of how, you know, how I started, but don't let me get started on all of that. right? Yeah.
1: Buddy? Yeah. No, it's funny you say that because, uh one of the things that I guess we, we have in common in a way is that like, so I started training when I started working with Kadar.
0: Mm-hmm
3: and again, it's just Kadar, one of those... Kadar, Kadar, <laughs> Mr. Right, late yeah. bloomer, late bloomer. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> but, but but, great, great attitude, incredible, there's strength and there, there was always resilience within Kadar. There was a fight, mm-hmm. right? I remember him just working on that shot, working on that shot, working on that shot, mm-hmm. diligently working on that shot. So Kadar, yeah, definitely a late bloomer, but character guy like
1: i kind of fell into that where you know i wanted to help him uh he was seven when we started working out mm-hmm. and as a as the story i always tell people because people will always ask me you know because it's like people probably ask you about brad they'll be like okay yo brad this that you know you always ask but people ask me about qadar and i said well the way it went down was um, he has two older sisters two younger sisters you know it's fireworks in the house his mom's like yo you need to take him out of here before his sisters kill him. Mm-hmm. So I take him out to play basketball because he likes playing basketball. You know, I I don't I'm I'm not taking him serious. And mm-hmm. you know, I'm like, you know, he's just a little kid wants to fool around. So I said, okay, I said, okay, could I, we can come out here and we can fool around, or I could teach you how to kill people. And he said, I want to kill people. <laughs> I saw, and I was like, I was like, you know what that means, right? He's like, yeah, that means I have to work. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what, what kind of seven year old talks like that?
3: There was an inner fortitude within him.
1: He was just like, no, he's like, Invisible, I'm not right? yeah he 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 can make and he he knew the difference between play and work. Some kids don't know the difference mm-hmm. they don't know they they can't fathom what what a grind is and he's just like, no, i'm a, no I, I want to grind darnell from from that day forth, you know we're working on splitting double teams, floaters, jab steps, seven and eight and everything i I, I just showed him and I know you're probably thinking here you know, everything I'm not even gassing it everything i showed him he just took it grasped it and moved on so now when i work with kids and you know you're you know you're still working on stuff and it's been a month and you're still working on stuff
3: yo know, whatever i showed the man the man
1: ate it up he did 100%. it and that was it
3: i i know a couple of Qadars. right these kids i mean qatar and speci- specifically his limitations was always his body yeah the poor guy was so yeah. small yeah. not need you know Yeah. And, but then he matured yeah. I'll tell you a story. I'll tell you
2: a story. So. Yeah. Enjoying the show? Well, you can show your appreciation by sharing this episode with a friend. You can also take a trip down memory lane by leaving a comment. You can contact Darnell on Facebook or on Instagram and Twitter at Dougara Darnell. That's D O G U D D A underscore Darnell. Now back to our regularly scheduled program.
1: on stuff you know whatever I showed the man the man ate it up he did 100%. it and that was
3: it I I know a couple of Qadars, right? these kids I mean Kadar speci- specifically his limitations was always his body yeah poor guy was so yeah. small yeah. not need you know yeah. but then he matured yeah I'll tell you a story I'll tell you a story so, yeah I'm a Turner Fenton I mm-hmm. had the gym that's when I first kind of you know started mm-hmm. You know, I'm still kind of semi in shape. I can mm-hmm. still go a bit, but Qadar is in high school, right? Qadar is, is either grade 11 or grade 12. No, I think he was grade 12 actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember he was grade 12. So him and his friend came by, but before I started my training, I said, "Kadar, let's go check up, All Right. Put in a little work. I think the game went up to about maybe like four minutes, but then I had to, I had to go start my practice. But within those four minutes, Qadar went up and I jumped and I blocked him, right? And Qadar goes to me, you lucky I'm not warmed up. But remember, Qadar, he, yeah. he, he physically grew a bit, but he never there was no athleticism <laughs> there. <laughs> yeah. Listen, man, I go talk to my guys, right? Get him warming up and stuff. I turn back around, I watch Qadar. Qadar heads over like he's up there putting it down like no effortlessly. Yeah. But man. I never knew that. I'm, yeah. I'm jumping. There. He can't. Yeah, you gotta but be careful. But if Kadar had jumped, <laughs> yeah, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yo, man. Uh, yeah. I couldn't believe it. My mouth, my mouth dropped, man. I'm like, yo, good for you, Kadar. You yeah. put in that work, and it, it paid. It paid well, dividends.
1: He was never. He was never physically, um, superior than the other guys. He just had the skill, the skill set to mm. outplay guys. And you know, me and him always had those conversations because his dad's short. Um, so you know we had those well, his conversations.
3: Mom has, his mom had good size
1: though. His mom, I was like, yeah, I guess she's tall for a woman. She's, mm-hmm. I think she's like five, eight, um, five, mm-hmm. nine. um, And so, you know, me and him are, you know, we we had those conversations. And I'm sure you and Brad had those conversations. We're like, okay, look, man, you may not make it to six. You may not make it to six. So you got to really focus on a small man game and this and this and that. But um, when his body filled out. Um, yeah, it was, a, it was a different different situation. When he, so when,
3: when he grew and matured, I mean, how tall is six. He's six two? two.
1: He's six two now. Yeah, yeah, he's six two. <laughs> Cut up, right? So the joke is okay. So I'll give you a little story. So you know, when 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 he was a little boy, we would play one on one a lot. We would play two dribble, and so I would post him up, and you know, I would turn with my elbows out. And knock him over and get the layup, I would score. And on my way back to check the ball, I would step on him. Right? I would step I on him.
3: Are you sure you want to be airing <laughs> these things? And Are I, you sure? I,
1: I would step on him, right? Well, the whole my whole my whole thing was this. I said, Yo, you cry now, they'll cry later. And that was it. So so you know, I you know, I would step on him, you know, just fling him around, you know, whatever. And now, you know, I'm playing him now, he's grown. And I tried that same move that I would always do to flip him and throw him Why over. Why would you? I man? don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. Yo, I tried to muscle him and turn and, you know, throw him. Bruh, yo, he reversed it. Mm-hmm. Flipped and threw me. Bruh. Yeah. At that point, I'm on the ground. This guy scored the lip and, and I'm laughing. He's laughing because we know, we know well, how man, that we, used to we go. We what just happened. Yeah, we know what just happened. Well, yeah, because yeah, I used to just throw him. And step on, L- luckily he didn't step on me He had, he had mercy <laughs> I was gonna
3: ask but I <laughs> said
1: maybe I... <laughs> he, he didn't step on me when I was on the grass uh, So thank you Kadar for not doing that But mm-hmm. but um, mm-hmm. Yeah it was it was that growth And I'll tell you this Alvin the, the lesson that I learned as a coach Is that You know I saw Kadar From 7 to 23 Or as a grown man And I've worked out with him now, as a professional, because he plays pro in Spain. And I'm realizing that he's the same person.
3: 100%.
1: He was always a pro. 100%. I just didn't know it. I, did, I didn't
3: know what a pro was. His, his approach was always professional. He mm-hmm. was always a pro. His approach, mm-hmm. his commitment, his sacrifice, mm-hmm. right? What mm-hmm. he's willing to put in. It was mm-hmm. always. I know a couple of kids like that,
0: mm-hmm.
3: right? Kadar, like I said, he matured. His mm-hmm. body filled out. Mm-hmm. He grew to be six two. None mm-hmm. of us thought he was going to reach six two. Yeah. None of nobody yeah. saw that. I, I, I for sure didn't. Yeah, I see didn't. It.
1: I didn't see it. Right? I didn't see it.
3: That happened, mm-hmm. right? You know, the Pippins growing to six mm-hmm. seven from six one or mm-hmm. six two. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, these things happen. And Qadar mm-hmm. was one of these kids who had the right Attitude. mentality, approach. You know, he was blessed, right, mm-hmm. with these gifts.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And no. He's
3: ripping the rewards.
1: Good yeah. For you. Yeah, no, no, and I'm I'm happy to see that. And it was just one of those things where I saw the development of a of a person, and that yeah, he was always a professional from a child.
3: Development over of a person over athleticism over because at the end, what made him was that work that he put in all of those years. He yeah. never gave up. Yeah, if he'd given up, relented, he grew. He grows to be six too. Because he never sacrificed that work, he's not get. He's not playing pro yeah, right Yeah, well,
1: now. it's funny because you know we used to get up at five a.m., and we still to go to the Y, and we used to get up three hundred shots. Um, then we'll get up, we'll go, you know, and all that and all that fun stuff. So it was, um, it was really good.
3: That's the way, man. That's the way. Yeah.
1: So yeah, in light of you know, you know, Kadar's unique. Personality and coaching—you know, you're managing personalities. Do you believe, like, the nature versus nurture? What do you believe in regards to cultivating uh, a good athlete, a com a competitor?
3: That's a tricky question, but it's a simple one when you really think about it.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Because not everybody reacts or would react the same under the same conditions mm-hmm. some athletes need a different kind of motivation and it the balance is, is finding that at the right time right there, there there are certain times when you should push and there's you know age specific as well right and there's some certain times when you shouldn't push that would no, are you speaking from a training aspect, a coaching aspect, well, yeah, parenting right. aspect.
1: Okay, well, first from a coaching aspect, like, like just managing personalities, um, or actually no, from a parenting aspect, because like for parents who want to prepare their their child to go far, athletically, um, can you can you train your kid to be. Uh, I don't know what the right word is. I, I don't want to say competitive, but can you train them to be competitive and a hard worker?
3: You're speaking from a parent or a coach? Parent. Oh, from a parent, 100% you can instill values into your children. Mm-hmm.
1: I, 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 how would you do that? How would you suggest? or?
3: By modeling whatever you're asking them to do in the home.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Your actions. right? If your actions are consistent and you put, you provide that structure for your kids to, you know, go to school on time, have your homework done, you know, bath, shower at appropriate time, get your rest, mm-hmm. proper diet, if you will, right? Ensure mm-hmm. that these things are in place and they provide an environment where the kids are modeling these behaviors and extracurricular and extra homework at home, and you know, these sort of things and your kids will follow and fall in line so you can definitely model these things as oh. a parent. As a parent, you have the most control, right, As a, the most control as a parent. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They're your kids. They've <laughs> been with you far longer than this coach. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. They know the value of hard work. It's not the first time that they've had to work hard. Maybe this is the first time they've physically had to work hard but they've worked hard, and you ensure that they've you know worked hard prior to this. So this is not new to them. It's just an, the environment is new.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Well, you make it sound easy. <laughs>
3: like I, I, think, you I can, think no, 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 no
1: not easy. You make it sound simple. Simple. Yeah. You make it sound simple, and it's just, that's all you need to go far.
3: What well, is a simple question, though? Think mm. about it. Right? with regards to your viewpoint as a parent, this is my child. Mm-hmm. He or she's with me and has been with me. See what I'm saying? So from that logical standpoint, it's a simple, simple answer, I think.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, because I've I've heard uh, from mothers that you know from the time you know the baby comes out the womb, its structure uh, there's a certain set time uh, for sleeping and eating. And if you keep if you can maintain that, usually those kids are usually routined people. So, you know, you know people who are not routined. And then you know people who are routined. Uh, but usually, you know, mothers say that starts from day one and just getting a root like you said, like, you know, there's dinner at this time and so forth.
3: I, I have a friend and he's a vegan. And we're speaking, and he tells me that when his kids were two years old, they were in a regimen of only three meals a day.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: No snacks. Three meals a day. That mm-hmm. is it. Mm-hmm. Right? So, but then he, he speaks to the value of the nutritional value that the meals, you know, are composed of. Mm-hmm. In terms of, right? I don't need to eat a lot if my fuel is. Yes. Needs, right? So, but he... But in my head i'm thinking but these are kids they need snacks you know yeah. they, 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 need <laughs> they but, snacks you know, but he's like, no 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 that's that's a misconception yeah. right that's just perp- um, perpetuated to yield you know yeah so that's that's interesting
1: yeah no well you know it's one of those things where you learn you know you start observing kids and and again like i really believe like coaching is you know you know people management you know you're managing personalities and, you know, you get tons of different types of personalities that you got to uh, deal with, you know, when, when coaching. And, you know, it reminds me of when I was playing for you and the lessons that I learned, which was very helpful for me to this day. So I remember one time we were um, playing the Hornets and Hassani, you remember Hassani? He's a bodybuilder now.
3: I know the name.
1: Oh, okay. I know the name. I'll show sonny. you a picture. Yo. So, anyways, he. So we we used to run a two-three zone, and he's stepping through his zone. He's killing us, and he. he traditionally he'd always kill us, and so you know you called me over during the game, and you're like, "All right, Darnell, I need you to stop him." And I said, "Okay, I'll try," and, and then you poked your finger In my chest. No, you don't try. You do. Like, that's not, like, that's not an option. No more points. And in my head, I was like, oh, like, like, it clicked in my head. I was like, wait a minute. So there's no option for him to score. Like, that's not, so you are sending me a message that, yo, like, there's certain points where, yo, you have to put your foot down. Like, enough mm-hmm. is enough. 100%. <laughs> but look, I'm a grown man. And that lesson, that little thing still stuck with me. You know, I remember one time my wife is like, you know, okay, I'll try, and I was like, no, you don't try, you do. Did it work? Did <laughs> no, it work? no. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't always work.
2: <laughs> All right,
1: so, All right. so, so you know, it's one of those things, but, but, but it's 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 true, it's true. There's a point where there's only so there's a point where where you have to stop the bleeding, um, mm-hmm. whether it's you know you are always showing up late for work, um, or just the bad habit. Um, and it's, and at the end of the day, it's about survival that at some point, you know, you can't just be like, okay, I'm gonna try, I'm gonna try it. Like failure is not an option at certain points. I'm
0: and so, mentioned.
1: yeah. It, and, and that's what you were communicating to me. Uh, in that time out, you're like, yo, no more Darnell. That's your man. <laughs> like no more, cut it off. Whatever you got to do, deny him. Don't let him do that anymore. Stop it. Mm-hmm. I, was like, I was like, oh, wow. Okay. I never, that was never in my worldview. So you know, like playing for you, uh, you know, in the house league in those early years was very helpful for my development. And and of course, you know, you you have the the reputation of being brutally honest, and you're not a yeller.
3: No, I yell. Uh, but you, I, yell, I yell. I yell all the time. But you. But no, <laughs> hold on. But yes, but you, your
1: yelling is not for the sake of yelling.
3: Fair enough. Yeah.
1: You know what I mean? So even then, you're still, you know, calm. I, I find you relatively calm, and when you communicate your ideas, it's 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 not in a yelling tone. It's just more in a stern, like, okay, look, I'm not playing with you. You know, and that's what it was. And I still remember my first day when it, when I got drafted by you, and and those guys. And you know, you you call, you know, in house league, you know, you pick your team, and everybody comes together. And then you introduce yourself. And you're like, "Hello, guys. My name is Alvin Noel, and I don't f around."
3: <laughs> that was Once it. Once again, I don't know if you should be airing these things. But you know, but you know what? I, it was a beautiful thing
1: because, you know, the whole it scared the hell out of me. <laughs> we had to work. We had to work. We had to right? work, yo. But it was it was, it was scary because, you know, you're thinking, I'm like, oh, this is House League, man. This is going to be easy, you know? You just come to House League, you're going to fool around. You know, the coaches aren't really, they don't really care. They're just there to make sure you have a good time. I understand. I and understand. then and then you were just like, nah, yeah, I don't have to around, guys. Like, like yo, we're here, we're here to hoop for real, for real. And what a blessing that Blame was. Blame it on
3: Malton, man. Blame it on Malton. <laughs> That's not me. Blame it on Malton.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, but it was a blessing because you were – and some of the, some of us we know you luck out in house league because sometimes you get overqualified coaches. Mm-hmm. You know sometimes you get those dads who just want to, you know, they don't have nobody so he doesn't know hoops. So he lets them do whatever they want and then sometimes you luck out and then you get guys who should be coaching college ball or you know what I mean? Yeah. And now you're getting like a a high, you know a, a a high education in hoops.
3: I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what. When you speak about lucking out Mm -hmm. So, you asked me how I got started playing basketball, Mm -hmm. and the name Alexander is is synonymous to me, not only because of Lincoln Alexander, but Mm -hmm. not the person the name, you know, the school was named after, but Mm -hmm. was was the coach, my first coach, my grade Mm -hmm. nine coach, Mm -hmm. right? So, when you speak about the right person coming along at the right time to impact you in a certain, in a profound way, if you will, yeah. Mm -hmm. That, w- that was it for me. Mm-hmm. Right, he came along and he taught me the game in a very very logical way, and he was a great communicator and motivator, right? Extreme extremely, extremely um, well motivator, and he invested in us, if you will, for about four f- four years, right? Four to five years, and yeah, that's 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 how we got started. Well, was was he hard? It wasn't hard. Like I said, he was demanding, right? He pushed us, but he didn't just push us um, without equipping us with the proper skill sets, if you will, right? Mm-hmm. He he taught skills, right? He taught me how to shoot. He didn't just go throw me out there and say, yo, I would have run this play, you score, right? He taught mm-hmm. us how to come off of a screen, how to set screens, you know, the, the intricacies of the game. Actually, I remember. After high school, I'm at Sheridan College, and I'm I'm with the, I'm there with my peers, but my peers now are, are Brampton dudes, and it was a lot mm-hmm. of a lot of guys and just playing with them. After a while, you realize their lack of fundamentals, like the the fact that you know I knew, what well, I felt as though I knew not that I was better than them per se, but just my my fundamentals was or my understanding of the game was, was so much you know ahead of theirs. Not to reflect bad on Brampton in any way, but the time—I think the time was very, very, you know, intricate in that as well.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, no, that that that's profound. You say that because yeah, I learned, uh, I learned, you know, triple threat like a triple threat stance from you. And, and how old were you? Oh man, fourteen. See, there oh, you go. Man. Right? <laughs> oh man, fourteen. Oh boy, yeah, that's that's late.
3: Yeah, that's very very late.
1: Yeah. That was late because right. you're like, okay, yo, catch the ball. You know, I'm catching the ball and it's on my side, and you're like, no, no, triple threat. And I'm like, what? Yeah. He's like, yo, triple threat, man. He's like, you don't know what triple threat is. He's like, what is it? <laughs> He's like, how old are you? <laughs> so, so you know, right, but then
3: we work. Then we work at that point. Yeah, right? that's, yeah. That's when you yeah, start working. But yeah. yeah, to you know, this day and age, you start playing ball at 14. Yeah. You know, you. That's late. Have, Unless, unless you're you're a freak, yeah, Joel Embiid and the types, of what.
1: right. But it's funny because like even Moose, when I when I spoke to Moose, Moose was saying the same thing. Like you know, at those times, guys weren't really playing organized. You just played a lot of pickup. You played a lot in the playground. Yeah,
3: guys weren't wasn't training. Yeah, you know I mean yeah. Say. So
1: I played a lot of hoops just yeah. in the playground. Yeah. So playing with you was the first time. Um, well, besides you know, the little middle school thing, but I had to learn, um, you know, the basics all over again, and really trying to, well, not over again, but for, for the start, like, for the first time, which was, which was helpful, it was just one of those points where, like, I told you before, I got, the only reason why I was playing for you in house league is because coach Nikki cut me from mm-hmm. the rep team, okay, so okay. I, so I tried out for the Brampton rep team, and then Nikki cut me, and when he cut me, you know, he sat me down, and, like, all the guys he cut, he told me, like, yo, like, you don't have a left hand. You don't know where you are on the floor. You don't know, you know, you don't know what a triple threat. is. <laughs> you don't know what a triple threat, yo. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like these things. He's just like, yeah, like yo, you can't play rep. You're not good enough. No, there you go. So you need to go down. So you, he sent me down, and then in God's providence, I was playing for you, and then two years time, I'm playing rep, and I and I proved myself. And with that said, I'd like to kind of get your idea, your your thoughts on the basketball landscape in Brampton now, like in relation to the house league and the rep situation and how there's more rep teams, is that helpful or is that less helpful?
3: It's definitely helpful, definitely more helpful. I'll tell you what though, Brampton for years, even when all that was happening in Malton, Mm -hmm. the talent in Brampton was always phenomenal. I always felt as though Brampton had had some serious talent, even back then. Mm-hmm, really, you know, they weren't developed, you know. In in we were we we individually we weren't that good. Uh, at, at least my my age group. There's a couple of guys ahead of me that was really good, but I think it was more of a team thing, right? yeah we all we all played it, and we all played the same style we all played it with the same hunger if you will right so but but even when that was going on i've always always understood Brampton has some serious serious talent mhm-
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah no No. That, that's a good point Because so, the way how I look at it was when I was down in house league i w- i had to i was there for like two two and a half years. I had to prove myself, and Housley gave me the opportunity to prove myself, uh, because the way it, the way it looked was like you know rep was, you know, representatives of the best players in the city. So Not you already had
3: that was a perception. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was a perception. That was oh, well. My first understanding of rep was in grade nine. We had this white boy named Sean Kemp. Right. Well, that was team. his name? That was his name, bro. Word. Sean Kemp. Okay. Right. And he was nice, right? Yeah. He could play a bit. You know, he wasn't crazy. athletic, but yeah. he, you know, he said he played, you know, he was a he was a guard. Yeah. He played him at the one. Yeah. But six, I think in grade nine he was like six one. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Was smooth, a yeah. smooth shooter. Yeah. You know, by grade ten, he you know, he's like number seven on the team, but yeah. <laughs> coming in grade yeah. nine, he was number one. Yeah. Right. But yeah, so the, these players back then, rep players, they just had opportunity, right? They had, mm-hmm. I didn't even know about rep until until grade nine, like I said. hmm Ball was different back then, mm-hmm. right? We didn't have internet and so forth, but just the landscape wasn't there. The infrastructure wasn't there at the time. hmm You know, the the mentors wasn't there. hmm The older brothers wasn't there who experienced older brothers. To, right. You know, to kind of impact, meaningfully impact the next generation. Mm-hmm. Whether it's basketball, education, you know yeah. family just just that 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 foundation wasn't there, yeah. so growth wasn't really ready, it wasn't ready for growth yet and and these things happened, and then you know they're they're saying that Ontario, if you will, is pushing up more more n b a players than any anywhere yeah. else in the states mm-hmm. like like anywhere else in the states right so that that yeah. number again like once again there there's certain there's certain things that happen at the right time yeah. that you can't really explain. Right? Yeah,
1: because uh, one of the coaches at Orangeville Prep, he's from L.A., and he played for Washington State, and he was saying, he's like, yo, I'm from L.A., and I know <laughs> when I see talent, he's like, yo, there's talent here. It's like, he's like, this is the Listen, best-kept secret in basketball
3: right now. West Indies, all right? Mm-hmm. All of that, like Toronto, all of that, mm-hmm. all of that, like that was – I'm not gonna say I knew what's gonna happen,
0: mm-hmm.
3: but I didn't think it was gonna happen this quick, or or even you know the whole the whole Anthony Bennett and Andrew Wiggins, Andrew um, Wiggins two, one, two number, number ones. ones two number ones that that's you see what I'm saying even mm-hmm. though it wasn't too true number but regardless yeah. right mm-hmm. but all of that I couldn't speak to that but what I knew you look at an island like Jamaica right yeah and and the the athlete that's coming out of Jamaica you don't right. think that would impact. Right, it's not just Jamaica. Yes. It's all of these other islands. That's a good right? point. It's all of us combined. Yeah, this yeah. Is what parents are immigrating is. here. This is what Toronto is. Yeah. Then, right. Like we, we've 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 now laid yeah. a, a foundation, right, mm-hmm. of our generation or two, if you will. Mm-hmm. And that's all that we're really like in terms of our community mm-hmm. and us as a people and a, as as. A, an, outside of basketball if you will it's mm-hmm. now you know stems on immigration and, and settling down and laying yeah. a foundation and groundwork roads if you will right yeah. for the next generation to follow mm-hmm. the modeling thing that we spoke about mm-hmm. this, this is what it is right now so we're just benefiting now benefiting enough of that but what's to come now you know yeah well that's, that, that that ought to be interesting
1: yeah well and, that, and that's and I, I think like there's high expectations because of um, yeah, what, you know, seeing guys' success, making it. And then plus, uh, you know, the immigration factor and, and you know, having the talent, physical talent to do it. I think it, it's definitely raised the expectation of uh, amateur basketball. So that's why we have more um, teams because there's more aspirations to, to make it. Um, but with that comes, um, I don't know how, we, how you would,
3: coined the term but um, there's always politics oh don't get me started so (laughs) politics (laughs) plays a part and politics has has slowed down if you will I remember my frustration Darnell Mm -hmm. just I just wanted to see my basketball highlights before I go to sleep Mm -hmm. why do I have to wait till 1145 for CNN to show me my Mm -hmm.
0: because
3: my local station does not cover it adequately Mm -hmm. it's all baseball and hockey, oh, I remember dad. those days. Hockey and baseball, I remember Song those days. Yeah, and CFL football. Yeah, I remember those days. I couldn't, I could I couldn't jump on the net to follow the NBA. That mm-hmm. slowed down my, my my learning curve, if you yeah. will. I never got to see. We never yeah. got to see games, number one, much yeah. less highlights.
1: Yeah. What 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 I, what I me and Biggie had to do was we had to wait till Saturday morning for NBA
3: inside stuff. You see? You see? That's what I'm talking <laughs> about. Ridiculous, And then, and then, right? and then, and then record the jam sessions. Up, just to catch up or yeah, yeah. get some yeah. semblance of what's going on in the league. Yeah, yeah. Right? So yeah. so my frustration, I remember it. Yeah. So frustrated because, you know, you got to go to sleep. Yeah. I need to watch what's going on. I, see right. I have to watch MJ. What did he do? Yeah. What did you do last night? What did you night, do last right? night? Yeah. You gotta figure that out before yeah. you go to sleep.
1: Yeah, no, no, and totally. You gotta
3: wait till eleven forty five, <laughs> you kidding me? And and then it's a snippet.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's oh. yeah, it a snippet. That's funny, yeah. So then like with you doing the
3: collective, um, so you guys are what age groups do you guys do? Well, right now I'm just doing one age group. Okay. I've I've taken, you know, several leaps backwards. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, in, in terms of that 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 arena. Mm-hmm. And I'm more going to focus on training now. Okay. Yeah. And, yeah, this is my, this is my son's age group, my last age group. Uh-huh. In another four years, I'll, I'll be coaching for another four years, and then I plan to step away from coaching and just focus on training.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, what are some of the pros and cons that you see with being a part of the organizations now? Because uh, me and you, we were coaching together uh, for Kingdom Athletics with Josh so we did that for a little bit um and i've done other programs but like i like like we said t- the landscape is a lot diff- more different now uh, cuz mm-hmm. the parents' expectations are different there's a lot more teams um, um well
3: parents' expectations are, are always high and, and always has been high, <laughs> right yeah. i mean in terms of more bang for your buck is what you are speaking about now mm-hmm. right parents want a lot. you know they want a lot for what you're you're giving their, you know, their kid, mm-hmm. And which is fair, which is fine, this is what you charge, this is what, you, this is what they're willing to pay, mm-hmm. right, so it's the market, and whatever whatever expectation they may have above and beyond that, mm-hmm. you guys got to figure that out,
0: mm-hmm.
3: and it has to be some kind of mutual ground with regards to, their, you know, w- what they're looking for as well, right, mm-hmm. they're looking for certain things done yeah. a certain way, and their kid needs to be pushed a certain way, and be a part of certain plays and yes. you know, like get so many minutes and all of these things play a part.
1: Yeah, yeah. So then, what would you say about the the player turnover? Uh, and
3: and that's a, that that's
1: that's that's been forever the situation, and that's kind of turned me off from coaching um, rep because it's hard to build the core when every season is you have a new. You have a new squad or a new core?
3: Um, Thankfully, I haven't experienced the teams that I've coached. I haven't experienced a high turnover rate. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, maybe it's you, man. No, no, no. I mean, maybe it's part of me, but it's not just that, right? There's a couple of things. It's, maybe it's what you provide and what, what mm-hmm. you're willing to do. And, you know, if, if a parent understands what they're getting into, mm-hmm. And if you understand what they're looking for, mm-hmm. and if you can provide that, then there shouldn't be an issue, right? I say shouldn't be, there's always mm-hmm. issues, right? Mm-hmm. There's always issues. Mm-hmm. But I think your expectations and the parents, or your understanding of the parents' expectations, they, these things have to be in align, in alignment. And then in turn, the parents have to understand where their child is at this particular age of their development. Mm-hmm. And what your expectation as a coach is of them, whether it's minutes, and, you know, offensive production, defensive, you know, effort, these sort of things. Mm-hmm. Iron that out. You communicate that with the parent and go from there.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, no. Okay, that that makes sense uh, when you're working through those things. Because I've heard a lot of good things about the collective and how well they've been doing and how well the players are developing. So, I, you know, which is, you know, kudos to you and your, your team um, that do it. So that's really good. Uh, so lastly, I would ask you, you know, if I'm, pretend I'm one of your guys again, one of your players, and I'm not
3: putting forth the effort, how would you motivate me? Well, that's easy. Once again, that's a very simple answer. Playing time, right? <laughs> okay.
0: All right. All right. Right. Yeah,
3: I'll motivate you in practice too by asking you to know, maybe do a bit more. But if your effort or your output is not, or my bad, if I have another guy on the bench that can give me more than you,
0: mm-hmm.
3: right, simple. Mm-hmm. The problem might, might come in, into play where you have a talented kid, a
0: mm-hmm.
3: you know, really talented kid, or you know, you don't have another guy to replace him really mm-hmm. who has that lackadaisical attitude. Mm-hmm. And if the parents can't aid you in that or, you know, if you can't aid the kid in, in you know, motivating mm-hmm. him, if you will, mm-hmm. and the parent ain't, then you have a problem. But other than that, minutes, minutes, minutes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just minutes and you just get replaced.
3: Until until the next year, right? You Maybe you, you have to wait it out a year as a coach, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And say, okay, this is not a good fit. Yeah. Right? This parent or this player is not a good fit, right? Mm-hmm. So...
1: Yeah, well, that, that that's a very simple way. Because, like, I've asked this question to all the guys I interview. Uh, <laughs> and there's, you know, there's different responses. So I haven't heard that response. But so, like you said, you said, like, it's a simple. Like, you just don't play. You just won't play, you know.
3: Yeah, or you, you give me an indefinite you know, suspension. I mean, <laughs> whereas, yeah. you know you shouldn't even get changed yeah right? or yeah <laughs>
1: did not play DNP you know yeah,
3: you, if I were you I wouldn't even bother to get changed after <laughs> the stretch you pull you're gonna miss how many practices yeah and, and your grades is what yeah and and, and you, you're beefing with your parents over what you wanna smoke you see what I'm saying like all of these things play a part right so sometimes yeah. you don't get changed bro <laughs>
1: yeah no facts that yo, that right. that, that, that does make sense and it's one of those you, things where you know you know you know you're still growing up people and these young men become men like you know you coached me as a little boy and i'm a grown man and you know these little things that you do go a long way And sometimes you don't as a coach you don't realize it you know you're just like oh yeah you know that's just darnell that's brad that's moose but then you know you you talk years later and they're like yo actually yo, it was helpful for you to Bring that hammer down. And it, was, it was important for you to teach me that. Look, if I'm not going to put forth the effort on the court, I'm not going to play. If I don't put forth the effort at workplace I'm not going to um, have a job to go to. You know, the next day. So, so, those, so those are very helpful, man. So, yeah, man, this, this interview was very helpful. Um, and, uh, man, I'm glad we got to do this, man. As am I. As am I. Yeah, yeah. Thanks a lot, man. No worries. Thanks, coach. All right. Good luck. Yeah.
2: On the next episode of Thanks, Coach like, yeah, maybe I
1: should quit. Maybe I don't love basketball that much. And mm. So, yeah, I, I tried to quit,
3: um, but you weren't there that day. You know what? I don't think I would have let you quit. Uh, I'm going to tell you why. Because you always had a nugget of you care. You had, uh, you are very competitive. And in an atmosphere where all the guys were like that, you're going to have those moments where you don't feel like you're competing with the group. And... It's not just about the group. It's about life, man. When things get really tough, you got two options. You can walk away or you can stare and compete. Mm-hmm. And so it's a metaphor, you know? So there's no way I would have let you quit. Have, you know, we would have a problem before you quit because mm-hmm. you're too good of a person first mm-hmm. and a player second.
2: Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And don't forget to say thanks, coach.